This is Hockey Night in Calgary. Podcast Night in Podcast Calgary. Night in, at HQ. Episode number 41. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted Stowe. I'm Ted Stowe. Oh, this is 42. I saved it as the wrong number. Whoops. Okay, but still, it's episode number 42 with myself, Ted Stoven, host. You're Ted? Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. <laughs> Across the table from me at HQ, it's Wasey Anderson. What up, what up? Right in the Buffalo's right behind him. And Zane. He's got his head in the zunk in the jungle. He's the two-time Canadian PBR Two champion. It's in Mr. Zane in the house. Yeah, he is at HQ. He's in the table forest. He's at HQ for episode number forty-two. Check it out. Forty-two. Sweet rhymes, bro. You rhymed there? Oh well, yeah, I guess. I wouldn't quit your day job, my friend. Yeah, that's probably true. How's that Apple Watch treating you? Liking it? Big fan. Really big fan of it. It's cool because it like tracks my heartbeat. How many times are you freaking the fuck out with your heartbeat? Like, is it freaking? No, it's it's just cool to see where it's at when I'm doing stuff. Like when I'm being active or my resting rate or I'm sleeping. Yeah. And then like, I can like answer texts and phone calls from it and run all my music. And it's really, it's really cool. I like it a lot. How many Can you answer the phone? Yeah. I can like have, I can have a, you can call me on this phone and I can just have a full conversation with you. There's like a speaker on it and everything. It's crazy. Cool. How neat is that? So neat. Technology. 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 Pretty slick stuff. So this is episode number 42. It's like, it's stampede time, man. It's it's freaking July. Oh, July man. is here. Cowboy, it's Cowboy Christmas. Yeah, Calgary, like downtown, they got all the windows all painted up. It yeah. looks like Calgary stampede's and, happening. And we're recording this. This is like, it's still, today's June. Well, middle of, middle of June. Middle of June. And we're like, we're two weeks ahead of this this podcast. Yeah. But like, it's stampede time. Like, it's game on. People are getting, people have their stampede parties planned. Yeah. And, and you guys breakfast. are, you guys are listening to this and it's already stampede week. Ranchmen's were already one day in, July 3rd. You're hungover. You're hungover. You're probably hungover. We're probably hungover. <laughs> I'm a year older. <laughs> Zane's a year Zane's older. Zane's a year older. <laughs> like, it's, he's might be know. hungover too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, if you're at the Ranchman's bull riding and you're not hungover, something's happening. Wait, this is coming out on the third. Yeah, nice. Is that the day after your birthday? Day after my birthday. Yeah, July so I'll be hungover. Over. So Zane's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay because the big money bull riding at Ranchman's isn't until the last day. So as long as you're sobered up by Thursday, you're all right. Yeah, and a big lineup after that too with Calgary Stampede. So yeah. it's just, are you are you pool this A? Is, yeah, I'm pool A. So it's a yeah. solid ten days pretty much of getting on bulls. Yeah, from Pinoca, Airdrie, Williams Lake. If you go, yeah, and then you got like Clooney, maybe. Well, Unless you're at the Pinocchio short round, which ideally is the case. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, then we go right to Ranchins for three days, Stampede for four days, and then a little break. Well, Kinsella's on there. And oh, yeah, Wednesday. And Minister's on, uh, on a oh, Friday. Shoot, on so Friday. you actually only have Thursday off. Yeah. And maybe Saturday. So Yeah, hopefully Saturday off. Yeah, and, and you could hit Teepee Creek uh, that if weekend really as well. If you really wanted to. Wow. Uh, yeah. And they've upped it to a tour rodeo as well. So there's oh, 8,000 added to that one. So probably and you're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Probably gonna try, yeah, you bet. So, um, and then uh, the tour rodeos actually added a pretty cool uh, bonus if you win the tour. Really? So that's good on What's not only bonus? a Calgary spot, but I, I do believe it's it's a little bit of cash money. So really, nice. like how yeah. much? What you talking? Uh, I better I better uh, look it up for sure before we say. Uh, let's you don't look, have to. Yeah, you let's can look just it up. Me. I think it's like twenty grand. Nice. Really for the winner? Yeah, you get each a, event. A, there's a bonus. If no you shit. Win it. Yeah. 
Holy crap! How did I not hear about it's, this? It's it's and you don't have to go to all of them. Really? And it's yeah, to win the tour is no way. Pretty, it's gonna be pretty good. Is there out. is there a minimum you have to go to? Well, you have to go to the. Where do I find no, this there's not out a minimum. at? Where do I find the website? Go to tour rodeos, the tour standings. <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> Storm's causing a ruckus. Oh over Jesus! There. That's not the only plug-in around here. I'm just kidding. So he- heading into a run like this, it was just what do you, what do you okay. look look forward to the most with that many events and rodeos and bulls coming up? Like what's what keeps the fire burning with stuff like that? Well, I've kind of been on a cold streak here, um, so I kind of got to get hot and get some of this money here one up that they're all adding. So uh, yeah, I was just uh, I guess the prize money and uh, climbing up the standings and finding myself mid coming into July lacking a little bit. So I got to win a couple rodeos here, mm-hmm. get back to the CFR and. Uh, get a chance at the PBR Canada's title too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess for the next couple big run here, I'm just looking for really big things and to turn this season around. And then, so heading into Calgary, what is like, what's one thing during the stampede? Like it's my first time in town. I've never been to stampede. I'd meet you. What's the one thing you recommend that I do while I'm in town at stampede? Well, I'll go to the stampede. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, taking as many pancake breakfasts as you can. There's a party on every street. Just, uh, I mean, taking as much of it as you can because every business owner here in Calgary wants to wants you to come through their doors and spend some money, and they're all welcoming cowboys into the city for the week. So um, I think just try to get involved with the culture that's in the city there this week, and uh, it'll be pretty cool. Enjoy it. How many stampedes is this for you now? This is five. It is five, isn't it? Yeah. It was like, what was it? Was it 10, 12, 14, 16, 19, or is there 18 too? Or did you miss 18? Mm. You're there in 18. This is six, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's your six. We wrote about it already on the PBR website, didn't we? I'll have to go count my back numbers. Or on, but, it, but it was 10, the numbers, but 10 I think 12, it, 14, 16 is four. And then you were there last year. It was, this is, I've been there three years now in a row. So 16, 17... Or and I think I must have missed 1415. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but so this is actually six then? I think maybe Isn't it's it? six. Yeah, okay. So that's that's cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I kind of was thinking it was five, but yeah, it might be six now. I it's kind of the years are adding up. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, and remember that year? What was it? Was it? Or no, was it 14 or 13 was the year it was like you, Tanner, and Ty and one American guy in the final four, but and you guys all kicked ass that year, wasn't it? That was 2014. I'd 14, won it in yeah. 13 and got there that way, and I was riding hot coming into 14, and, and I think it was 14, yeah, that was yeah. when I Cause you made it to the top. Four. Yeah, we were in the final four, and yeah. uh, I got on a bull called Feeling Blue. And the, oh, Nansen's, I mean, yeah. That was the worst bull out of the four I could have got on. Um, I wasn't gonna, ever going to be enough points, and he w- didn't really fit me. Uh, and if they rode those other bulls, they'd have beat me. Anyway. Well, because it was like Pop Evil and like Rainy Nights, like all like the jacked up spinners. I think it was Mr. Buddy. Mr. Buddy, yeah. Yeah. Which is what they wanted on, on, right? Yeah. Well, because Schiffner won it that year. Is yeah, that right? I, I do believe that was all Mr. Buddy. Yeah, that he won it on. And yeah. It, and Tanner got on, or Ty Posbon got on another bull out that side too. He could have been just as many as Scott, if not more. He was, he maybe screwed it up just right at the end. And then I think Zhao was the other guy. Oh, okay. And Joe got on a buck or two, but oh, okay. Um, but you won like twenty three thousand that year. That was a pretty big payday, hey? Like mid-July. yeah, that was probably my best Calgary Stampede, making it to the four round, uh, being eighty eight points on the Sunday or the Saturday round, uh, was pretty cool. And and got uh, 
got in championship chips Sunday. I actually didn't win a bronze that year, but I had one more money and, and, um, come out of there higher up. But this last year I ended up uh, winning around and getting the bronze and stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, so this year we'll try to get, get a little both. That was a cool ride you made last year. That was a Kessler bowl. You were like 88 points or 87 points. That yeah. was a cool ride. Yeah. He was a cool bull Ivy league at Kessler's. I'd got on him at Coleman, uh, that year. And, uh, boy, they were, he was kind of the hot bull coming in. And if there was one bull to ride in that round at Calgary, he was the one and I ended up drawing him. So got lucky to pick him there at such a big show. And, um, he actually gave me a little more trouble. I rode him the first time dead easy and he, he could never rest at that. I maybe slacked off a bit going at him the next time. Cause he was a lot harder at Calgary. I guess underneath all the lights and stuff, he kind of, he almost bucked me off. Zane, I want to go back, uh, back in the early part of your career and, and Brett Gardner, former guest of the show. He's a friend of the show. Mm -hmm. He talks about you going, showing up in Winnipeg at one of the PBRs and winning it. And that was kind of you when you broke onto the scene. Is that, that is the story, is it not? Well, yeah. When we signed over to PBR Canada um, that year from PCB, we were talking about that earlier. It was our first year kind of making the transition. And they, I, I made the finals, but I wasn't in the top 15 or something. And so the next year they took the top 15 PBR guys and they were inviting guys up from the States. And so I didn't qualify for the first PBR they actually had in Canada. Uh, that was a sanctioned event for PBR Canada. Um, it was uh, Dawson Creek and I was working in North of Winnipeg, Beaujolais at the time. And I'd got in as an alternate and uh, so I knew I had to go to get into Winnipeg was the following weekend. So I committed to, to go out to that one. And uh, I think it was about 30 hours between the two um, and uh, got in as an alternate. So then when I went to Winnipeg again, I didn't get in. I didn't ride in Dawson. Uh, but seems I went out there, they used me as an alternate in Winnipeg. And uh, I was a local boy, I guess. I was only an hour, an hour from mom and dad's house. And um, yeah, I got in and, and ended up riding my first bull and thought that was pretty cool. I think it was 86 points and didn't think much of it. And the next day I rode another one and, and, uh, got into the short go and got on a bull vigilante. Yeah. Kind of a cool old bull that's been that around. a Franklin bull? Or whose was he? Yeah. I can't remember who vigilante was. I seen him at the CFR and on, on TV before. So I knew he was kind of a bucker. And, um, and then I got on, um, a re-ride on him. He had tripped and, and stumbled and bucked me off and they gave me a re-ride. And I got on Chin Music, a girl that's his. And we talked about him on the last podcast with Tanner, one of his best bulls. And they still use his bloodlines today. And uh, I was, got a sweet 89 on him and won my first PBR Canada event. And huh. then I got into the next event. your events. second one. <laughs> like but that was your second PBR, was it? Like after Yeah, Boston, is that actual right? PBR. Yeah, because the year that was before the first year. we were this is PCB. Yeah. Yeah. So the year before we were PCB. So oh, wow. that was the very first. Yeah season i guess and it would have been approximately the second event for the season huh yeah dang um i'm just gonna pause this for a second you so you win in winnipeg and you get into the events after that this is 06 and the finals that year were in saskatoon in uh in calgary still hey i think this was 05 well the first year pbr canada was 06 def that was definitely the first year because 05 i rode in the pcbs as a junior bull rider so it was definitely 06 the first Really? Well, if that was the first year they had a champion. So I don't know when the first year they had the PBR events in Canada. I could be, I'm probably wrong on that. 
I think it was 05 because I was still in high school because the next event was in Regina. Okay. And I had to write my exam in the morning and then drive to Regina. Really? Because I was in high school. And I oh, wow. drove to Regina and rode that night. But and was I, that like, I, that would have been a Friday then, hey? Or was yeah, it a Saturday? I, was it a, like an exam? It was a Saturday? Friday. A Friday. Yeah, you rode it was Regina a Friday night. It was a Thursday or Friday, yeah. So those would have been like the touring pro or challenger tour? What were challenger they Challenger tours, I think they were in called. In 05. So that they were was 05. When, so there were still PCB events that year, but there was no Canadian champion in the PBR. Is that correct then? Uh, you'd have to you'd have to check on that, but that was my first PBR win. I thought we really? were all PBR Canada at that time. Oh, okay. Because that's how I got in through the... I remember those standings being, well, why aren't I in to Dawson before. Creek? And they said, well, because we switched over to and a new association. A oh. And we take top 15 out of the last year's standings. Really? Top 30. Oh. And so I m- missed the cut. Damn. When they switched over. Hmm. Well, then I don't know. I'm I'm confused. I don't know if it's Me too. five or six. You usually have all the facts. Well, I just, I just know. <laughs> I usually ask you, Ted. I just know that was the that was the first year that they crowned a champion was 06. That's the first year on the books. So I okay. could be wrong, but I don't know. I didn't go to the PBR Canada Finals until 07. I got a ride down there with Kelly Armstrong and Dwayne Schellenberg from Stettler because I won like 1100 bucks in Stettler. I rode one shy that one time in Stettler. Mm-hmm. The night there was over top of the Canadian, the PBR Canadian finals. Oh, yeah. But I caught a ride down there with them, and then Kelly fucking left me like on the way back. I was, I was going back and forth with him from Big Valley because I won the long round the night before and I had this like 1100 bucks cash in my pocket. I was like 17, I was just jacked. And then, but I got a ride down there with Kelly, and then he just friggin' left, like didn't say nothing, just took off. So luckily, Dwayne took me back in the liner, but like <laughs> this ditched guy. <laughs> Stranded in Saskatoon. Stranded in no in Calgary. Calgary. Oh. I just had to go back to Drayton Valley, go back to school the next day. But like, worst place to be stranded, then I guess. Yeah, and that, that was at the finals. Day. That was at the finals in 07. Because remember, Pank was the winner that year, and they had him on some like trust platform thing. Yeah, and they were raising him up like because he was the champ. And I think Vince won. I think you or Vince won the finals. I can't remember now though. 07. Well, I guess because uh, I didn't win the finals. No, because that I, was must have been Northrop then, right? Yeah. Vince, is that right? Vince. But you were definitely there because. Did you have yellow shaps back in the day? Is that right? No, that was Vince. That was Vince. Okay, so I yeah, I had hair shaps, hair on. Okay, I remember yeah, those yeah, too. Yeah, the old though. hair on shaps. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And you used to ride in a hat too. Remember that? At that time, yeah. In 2013, yeah. I decided to put a helmet on. Okay. I put it. I wore a helmet steer riding. We had to mandatory in CCA coming up as a junior, and then kind of got into the bull riding side of things and. um watched guys starting to get concussions for weird reasons and mm-hmm. you know they were wearing the hockey helmet and maybe taking hits they shouldn't and and the concussion problems were starting to come around at that time and i kind of felt like taking it off i would teach myself to ride proper and more better and more heads up and then yeah put the helmet back on for safety okay and uh i think it helped hmm. that's fair i know when i was going i felt like i was invincible if i had all my shit on and it probably wasn't the right mindset yeah, you might take, mm-hmm. close your eyes and take a hit, and, and yeah. that might have been the start of a bad concussion problem for you yeah. for your career. So, Could have been. Yeah, definitely. I found a lot of kids hitting the ground harder and, and whatnot with those old hockey helmets that we used to, used yeah. to wear. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, so going from there, though, that's 06. We're in Winnipeg, and then we move along to 07, you know, go along a little ways. But I think it was, uh, well, what year was your first World Finals? Was it, was it I want to say it was 09, but is 09. that... Oh nine, right? Oh nine, yeah. Okay, so oh nine was the first World Finals, and then you went for a few years there as the Canadian representative to the World Finals, right? Because you've been there like six different times as between you know mm-hmm. between that Canadian representative and a few different ways. So I think it's been five times total this last okay. time as a representative. 
And then once I qualified in okay. 2014, I qualified uh, through the regular The Calgary standards. year. Yeah, that was the year I was riding pretty hot. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was probably my best year at the Build for Tough level. And uh, yeah, uh, it was a uh, pretty good year, 14 for me. So Well, and making the world finals like that, being one of the top 35 guys in the world, and you got the ring with the diamond in it, right, for making the finals. and Yeah. Like it's cool, a different level of of it too right to actually have that spot rather than be the representative hey oh yeah you bet because then i I went all year and went to all the events and really felt like i deserved to be there and actually Mm -hmm. you know earned the spot to be there where the other one not that i didn't before but it was out of a different standings i'd been winning canada and you know the competition maybe wasn't as tough as when you go to a full season on the bill for for sure you know and so uh so with that just uh Going there as a representative was awesome, and, and maybe I just wasn't riding as good. I hadn't been on them bulls all summer. Um, that, that might have been a little bit to do with it, but uh, yeah, my best finals was even fourteen too mm-hmm. when I was riding and stuff. It was good. Well, and that was the year too that it was it was you, it was you, Tanner, Ty, and would have been it wouldn't have been Aaron that year because he was hurt. But it was was it all three of you guys? Was that the year? Or was there somebody else I'm missing? There was the, yeah, I know there was the three of us. Uh, I don't Tanner, think there was anybody Ty. else, was it? Because Chad wasn't there that year. 2012 was the year he made it with uh, with Ty and Aaron. And maybe, like, because Butter's first finals was until 16. Yeah, no. And then was Scott wouldn't have been there. Shifter, when did no. Scott go last? Well, yeah, maybe Shifter Scott was went, the alternate. He was the he representative was the that, that year. year. That's won, right. He was the representative that year, yeah. And then that's Jesse right. Byrne was down there. Yeah. I knew there was more Canadians down there. Yeah. But that's who it was, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So we talked, uh, like, Tanner's episode actually going to go... It's gonna actually go out after uh, after this one, like after when we're recording. This one's going out the first week of July. Okay. But we talk with you know everybody we have on the show. We talk about highlights and lowlights of the career. I want to ask you. Let's start with the let's start with kind of the the lowlights and we'll finish with the highlights that way. Yeah, uh, sure. There's been ups and downs, I guess, in the long career. So lots of ups and downs with uh, with the bull riding and injuries and. And uh, trying to pick out which one affected me the worst, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess my first injury, uh, I broke my jaw when I was 18. Um, I think that was the first bone I ever broke. Uh, and then it kind of escalated from there. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny how that works. Same yeah. here, that was my first one. I was like 17, broke my jaw. Yeah, it, it was, was horrible. And like the last kid in my family to get stitches. You oh, know, geez, like, and you're uh, the bull rider. Yeah, yeah right? And <laughs> now, now I've got more than everybody, so. Yeah. But, um yeah, probably my worst one might have been Stavely. I think that's one everybody refers to. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, I had a wreck in Stavely. I do believe it was 2015, early in the season, May 5th. Um, just kept, got left behind in, a, in the shoes by a buck and bull. Uh, really lost freaking my, hard to ride one, too. Yeah, road rage of Volt. He was yeah, a good bull, nothing against him. He just, um, I hadn't been on him before, and he really left there hard. And I remember going over his front shoulder and, when I come down, I, he got a hoof on the back of my head and then one on the back of my shoulder blade. And uh, it ended up uh, knocking me out and collapsing, breaking a bunch of bones. Uh, I think I ended up breaking five ribs and my scapula and uh, I knocked some other <laughs> bones around in there. And so I yeah. had some pretty good internal bleeding and whatnot. And it collapsed my lungs and they had to keep me in the hospital for 10 days and Jeez. in Calgary. Got to take my first helicopter ride that I don't remember. Yeah, in the stars helicopter, but 
yeah, so they might have saved my life there that day and got me to the hospital and, and got me draining and and uh, I was up and going nine mo- nine weeks later. So yeah, uh, it was a big recovery and big comeback and uh, I kind of made me more hungry for the sport. I felt like I really come off that uh, hungry and trying to, you know, uh, get better and and uh, hadn't finished what I come out to finish yet. So um, yeah, the injuries are just part of it and um you know it was a bad experience but it it had some positives that come out of it too well and uh it's got to be it had to be shitty to go from having your best year on record to then going going and having that worst injury ever like you were at the super high all the way to the like all-time low and you know just like that's when it gets really real this sport when you just about freaking it, it's all over not just your career but you could could have died that night yeah it definitely slowed down my momentum too like I, I lost a lot of weight like probably 30 pounds and that's a lot of late weight for me to lose and and uh just to get the muscle back uh and get rolling again was was tricky so it pretty it, it i was only out of competition for uh, uh nine weeks but it, it still um it took me a full uh six months or more to get back to that winning yeah kind of thing and i think by the finals i was riding it good again yeah um so but that's part of it and and uh made me a stronger rider for the next year well and so we're through the low light part of it let's talk about some of the highlights now though like the best rides best scores i want to say one place that was really good to you was wanham that was one town where you had a good run in that town yeah yeah i wasn't even thinking about that but wanham was just one of those towns i remember going there as a young kid showing up um never been there before just a little place out in the middle of a field and boy there was lots of people there and then they brought some of the rankest bulls we'd seen uh in the short round there in canada and uh they started handing out big bonuses at that event and and the winner got to get on for ten thousand dollars and just a good committee and and they always brought good bulls and i remember the one day um we were in the short round i don't remember everybody in the short round but Someone kicked it off with a good 85, 86-point bull ride, and then Aaron come out on an already platinum, and he was 91. And uh, Scott Schiffner come out, and he was 91 and a half on old Rockstar. And uh, I thought, shit, well, there's, this is over. There's no point I didn't, <laughs> even, point even getting on. Yeah. Uh, but I got on a bull that day, and I was 90, 92, and ended up winning the event. Really? Uh, I was 91 Which and bull a half. was that? Um, he was one of Ty Prescott's. And... Uh, He's a black bull. I can't remember what his name is. You'd have to ask him. But uh, yeah, he was pretty cool. That was my first big win, and yeah, uh, I think it wasn't my first ninety, but uh, at the time, it was definitely my best ride. Huh. Uh, and I remember he bucked so hard, he just I had to try to stay off his head because he kept wanting me to fall over his head, and he kept hitting me in the knees with his horns <laughs> every round. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Huh. One of the best rides I've seen you make was in Medicine Hat on the whiskey Red jack Bo- whiskey jack that's one of the coolest at the rodeo bo- that's one of the coolest rides i've ever seen and that was a freaking cool perf that night with the wild ride and fucking somebody had a chick matt late had a chicken well during the wild ride and the fucking <laughs> thing came out while he was riding or something it was hilarious yeah i don't know if i felt like the atmosphere at a rodeo being so amped up like just everybody yeah. like right from the bronc ride and there was a pile of high scores and yeah. then we did the wild ride and and it seemed like the it was hot out, so hot yeah. there, mess and hot that night. And it had just cooled off, and it was a night perf. We were under the lights, and it was just everything was lining up. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
night and then the bull riding started and there was some 88s and some big high scores again mm-hmm. that I was facing and, and they saved me to last and I knew I had the bull to do it. And I'd rode them that spring and um, I was 90 on them then. And I guess this was the time whether we figured out if I just got lucky that day or, <laughs> <laughs> or if, <laughs> or if I could ride him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we cocked her hammer and he was pretty similar to what he was in the spring. He was just bucking around to the right. And uh, I just remembered pretty much on that bull, you just, you go as fast as you can to the right <laughs> and he'll be there. <laughs> I've got to think, uh, think some more on, on those big rides. I'm not, I'm not, I'm was not, it was even cool sure. the year when you won when you called your shot on a crooked nose when you're yeah. 88 points in Saskatoon like that was really cool to be like call your I'm score gonna ride, even I'm gonna too I'm ride this bastard he was 87 and three quarters but, but it was pretty close <laughs> Sorry. pretty pretty close it, score it was close they missed half a point there a quarter <laughs> yeah. point I think the judges did yeah they, yeah but uh, yeah that was something I'd never done before but I was just that confident I knew that bull would fit me really good and I was going for a Canadian title so I had lots of confidence and. I guess you caught me in the locker room. I usually don't boast like that, but he caught you me. Said, you caught told, me on a high, and uh, you told I said, Scott on the interview. You told, yeah, you said to everybody I, in the building. After I just come off my <laughs> my first bowl, and I was eighty six, and I, I I was on a high, and and they said, "Well, you're gonna have to be high points tomorrow." And I knew what I had, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna be eighty eight points tomorrow. I guarantee you that." And yeah, and it ended up being only a quarter point off, so that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I knew that bull, his bull score would always be at, you know, 22 and a half kind of bull. So it always added up to that 88, you know, so. Big math guy. (laughs) 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 We, uh, so that, so 2013, you were the PBR Canada champion again in 2017. Which one, uh, which one stands out more for you? What, what the journey between those two? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, very different seasons. Uh, I always say each season is different for me. It seems like the 13 years I've been in the PBR, it's been a different finish or a different way that the season unfolds, and you just got to keep battling however it is. Um, going into 13, uh, Aaron had beat me two years prior. Um, I'd be leading it going in, and he'd beat me at the finals, and and uh, then again, the the year after, I think I might have been leading, or he might have been even leading it, and he just, I couldn't catch him. He still beat me. Um, so I knew I couldn't have them good guys uh, going head-to-head with me at the finals. I felt like I wasn't real confident with that, so I made sure I double-entered and went to as many as I could, and I'd won the season before we even got to the finals. I had such a lead on everybody, so I made sure it wasn't coming down to last minute. So uh, the finals maybe wasn't as exciting that year for me because I'd, I just kind of already, already kind of felt like I'd won it, and going in there knowing that was was you know helpful. I guess I wasn't any pressure on me, and I rode good. But uh, I think the net, the seventeen year coming in, trailing in points, and and knowing I had a shot, and and uh, and just knowing I had to ride everything I got on and be perfect, it was exciting. And I think I was riding a lot better at that time. Uh, I don't know if they would have run in a bull. I would have bucked off uh, some of them uh, at that time. So um, I think 17 might have been a better highlight for me because I think my riding was a lot better and I was riding better bulls, more consistent. Well, and and part of the deal with the PBR Canada the last 10, 13 years too is the standings have been a little different every year, it seems like too, where one year Stetson Lawrence, 2014 Stetson Lawrence won it, but he 
Like he won a bunch of stuff in the States and not to take away from him being a Canadian champion in that regard. But a lot of the standings were like some kind of weird bordering. It was a bordering state to Canada. Then the points counted and there was like some really interesting things they were doing at the, in the beginning that kind of, uh, what would I say? They skewed the way the numbers should have maybe really been if it was just a con- true Canadian title. Yeah, and we were we were just playing with PBR at that time and feeling out what was going to work. I think our Canadian guys were like, hey, we don't have enough events. We can't really make the world finals off of our 17, 20 events we have in Canada. So they thought they'd give us a shot at every state that was bordering Canada and adding more events to our to our season um so we'd have a shot at making more money and and whatnot but uh these events anything bordering canada they were they were sanctioning stuff from california or sorry not california from the one from the <laughs> west coast to the east coast Washington to new york basically yeah it was spread out quite a bit and you didn't get us canadian guys going to them and you got a lot of more uh northern american guys going to them and and it wasn't true canadian events by any means yeah but uh, they changed that shortly the next season and, and mm-hmm. squared that all up. There. With 15. Yeah. Yeah, and then Tanner won that year. And then 2016 was... Who the heck won it in 2016? Why well, am I drawing a blank right now? Tazi. 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 Yeah. Because it was a weird year too there. They were trying to make it to where it like folded into the next year. And finally we gave that up after Ty won it. But it was kind of a... I don't know. It was just they were they were trying to change it up again. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to change it up again for the because we had the new Monster Energy Tour come in that year, and it was going to roll into the like Global Cup somehow, but it just never quite added up. Weird. How? Yeah, it just was a. It never. Yeah, we don't need to go into that too much, but mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, Ty won it in sixteen, and then uh, and then seventeen. You won it last year. Was was uh, why are we drawing cover truck? Cover truck. Cover truck won it, and then this year we got a fifty thousand dollar bonus too. Mm-hmm. Where the both times you won it, there there wasn't that bonus in place at the time, or there was the one year, wasn't there? 2013, I had to fight for it. They'd advertised it on a thing. I yeah brought it up to them that they, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys advertised it, but it wasn't near <laughs> it wasn't near the payout they're doing now. I think yeah. it was ten thousand. Actually, it's, Teddy was what I got paid that year in 13, and then yeah, 2017, it just miraculously never got advertised, and yeah, and it wasn't uh, a thing. It, it wasn't a thing. They didn't do it, and. And, and I never heard anything of it, and mm-hmm. they just didn't pay out and anything. Last year that there year. wasn't a bonus, and this year, but this year we got fifty grand. This year they are, yeah. Last yeah. year they didn't, uh, but this year they've announced fifty thousand. It's for surely being there, so yeah, uh, that's something for surely to ride for, and and uh, that's the most money we've had at, uh, for a bonus in PBR Canada. Yeah, ever, uh, ever, yeah. And, and it's something so, I think we gotta we gotta give props to Jason a little bit for. As far as like he's been a big part of pushing for this and making it make it work, right? And he's been a big player in your your side of the things too. Oh sure, for sure. He's in he's in our corner and he's trying to make the Cowboys more money and um so yeah, kudos to him for putting up this. I know he had to uh, the same thing. I said to him, I said, Well, is this a for sure? Like is there gonna be yeah this fifty thousand or are they just you know, trying to get a standard of their events right now and then they'll drop it later? But they ended up uh Jason said, no, it's coming out of my pocket and I'm doing it for sure. So, mm-hmm. you know, he stepped up and put it on his shoulders and, and it's going to be there for sure this year and, and it'll be paid out. So it's pretty cool. Well, and it's kind of, uh, it's cool to see that, that PBR Canada, like the guy that wins this, this year is going to win more than anybody else in the whole country. Like you can't even, it's going to be, I guess it could be close, but. 
I think that's the idea, Ted. I, I totally. Um, I th- I see the guys when in CFR and the rodeo circuit, they you know they're getting upwards seventy, eighty thousand dollars, and yeah. PBR guys are kind of sitting around forty, fifty. Will you give them this bonus? Boom, there, there they are. Yeah. They're, they're up to the ninety, and they're they're making hundred could possibly make a hundred thousand dollars right here. Yeah. Can't any money. Yeah. Um, in the PBR, which is um, how it should be. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what we should be at making a living in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, your top five should be making that. I think that's what my goal has been is always to try to up it and try to get our Canadian guys making money, making a living, mm-hmm. um, doing it. But uh, you know, without a day job, <laughs> you know, if they yeah, can really. focus on rodeo and bull riding, you're going to have a better athlete for our yeah. country and for um, our fans and everything out there. If they can um, put their focus into their event and do it full-time is well, is key and things have been awesome the last few years with the tsn deal with the with the monster energy tour and mm-hmm. and the different events and go back out to the east coast like we're uh we're really rolling right now hey like it's been it's been uh like this year especially 2019 has been a, you know already has been a huge year for a pbr business and you've been dedicated since day one too. so you've been yeah from the start you've been there yeah, it, it well, it's good. We were, we're trying to promote it, and we're trying to make it grow and get some fans behind it. And I think it's I think it's working. And like you said, this year we've traveled more than we've ever traveled mm-hmm. in Canada from uh, going out east and hitting these big city events. And um, the money's coming too, you know. And and with TSN uh, coming on board, we're getting a, maybe a little more exposure for our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so now guys are kind of getting maybe a little bit more endorsements and and a little more recognized that way so that's helping our cowboys too and it's growing and uh yeah we'll just keep it going as long as we can and Heck yeah. and yeah i'll just try to keep to that and and uh, kind of be a good role model for the next guys coming up and show them that it's cool to be in the pbr and and mm-hmm. that you can make a living here and and uh it's something to shoot for oh yeah well like even even looking at guys like like brock and lonnie the last couple of years like those guys are early 20s and both have a world finals to their name maybe not as they didn't quite qualify right like were they both alternates or did they qualify well i don't remember right now oh uh, yeah they're really close lonnie was an alternate lonnie was an alternate make it i think because but brock's i think think brock was a first alternate lonnie was like second or third alternate okay so they were both alternates yeah they both got to ride and lonnie got wiped out the one night oh yeah the first his first bowl first one yeah But uh, but like those guys that go right to the PBRs, commit to the PBRs in the you know second or third year, I guess of their careers really. But like Brock turned out of two CFRs already to go to the PBR stuff. Like he's he knows where he wants to be and knows that he wants to go to these wants to be one of the best, right? Nothing against pro rodeo in Canada, but if you want to be one of the best bull riders in the world, you got to go to the PBR events. Like there's you know you got to compete against the best in the world to see where you stand. Exactly. Otherwise, your stats aren't true. Yeah. You know so. Um, yeah, he wants to be there and, and definitely n- not taken away from the CFR and the rodeo here, that, but it's definitely a step. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a step up there and in, in, in the money money side of things too. Yeah. And the bulls and, and everything. It's just a different league and it's maybe a little tougher treading water. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, that's where you want to be. If you want to say you're one of the, you're a professional bull rider and whatnot, uh, you can't, you don't really have stats unless you're riding yeah. against everybody. So, yeah, uh, that's my opinion. And, and, uh, yeah, I think he's real hungry and I think good things are still to come for Brock Radford. I think, uh, he's a strong rider and he kind of come through an injury right now and coming back. So we'll expect him to be strong finished to the end of this year and make another world finals mm-hmm. or if not a few more. Yeah, exactly. A few more. And, and, you know, a guy like Dakota and like those, these guys can contend Dakota's 
you know, when he's really going and really at the top of his game, like this, that guy could be top 10 in the world, I think. Yeah, and with the right draws, just get him on a roll and, yeah. and uh, keep him healthy and, and we'll be good. So as long as, you know, we keep supporting him and his team behind him and keep him knowing that we're watching because I know on the road sometimes you're like, oh, nobody even cares I'm down here. And, you know, yeah. you're just grinding away and you just know that, uh, yeah, we're all rooting for him too. So, um, yeah, he'll be good. I uh, I want to ask about uh, I want to ask about Ace. He's he's probably one of the most the famous uh, most famous rodeo dog, most most famous rodeo bull riding dog in the in the whole country. But uh, but there's a new addition to your family that uh, he, he's not quite as famous as Ace <laughs> yet so far. A lot of guys know who Ace is, but they don't know about Everett. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we had another baby boy here October 23rd, and he's pretty special. He's uh, getting around and meeting everybody at the rodeos here now and. Yeah, I kind of find that some people may know Ace's name before they know Everett's <laughs> name still. So the Bulldog's still leading the pack there. Yeah. People come up and say, oh, how's the kid? Oh, good. And how's Ace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of cute. And yeah, yeah, he's definitely a lovable pet. So uh, everybody likes giving him a scratch when he's around. And lots of cowboys stop by the house. And he usually likes curling up at your feet and keeping you up snoring all night. So they mm. remember him. <laughs> <laughs> How how much have things changed since uh, since Everett came along though? Uh, I guess a little bit more at the house. Yeah, quite a bit. I guess my the biggest change would be my sleeping habits. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely changed a lot. I'm up every day at seven o'clock now. Yeah, the young man. So um, before you're kind of getting home at three o'clock in the morning, you could sleep in till ten. But I just yeah. got back from Falaire here last the other day at three thirty and. Yeah, he's still up at seven. It doesn't matter what time you get home. <laughs> he's on his own schedule. <laughs> yeah, you bet. So I guess that's the biggest change. And and just uh, you know, he's busy. He's crawling around the house. And yeah. So there's lots of action Riding going the on. Riding the around. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Badass. Well, it was funny that Snapchat you sent the other day too. You were, must have been at Boston Pizza or something. He's like, yeah, Sunday fun day sure have changed. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no longer in the pub with the boys or hanging out behind the buck and shoots. We went to the family restaurant side of things and that. Had a nice tea and hung out with the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's uh we were talking with Tanner with that other show we were doing and there was some of these funny stories. I want to ask about uh were you involved with the fight club of uh of uh, Halifax <laughs> <laughs> of 06 or whenever that was? Well I didn't get I didn't get a part of the competition, but I definitely witnessed some of <laughs> You witnessed the fight club? <laughs> yeah, I was I never, there. I never heard about this. You didn't hear about well, this? Was way before my time. So if you witnessed it, would you get would you tell let us in on the story if you're allowed to? There is one rule about fight club. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how much I can say, but there was a there was an empty parkade at our hotel in, a, in the bottom floor. I think it was like the seventh, seventh level. You're like <laughs> the seventh like floor of parking? Yeah, it was a huge hotel. And oh, geez. They kind of were getting mad at us cowboys partying a little bit too long in our rooms. And they didn't mind if we went down there. It didn't seem like and cause a bunch of commotion. <laughs> they knew we were down there. We were taking cases of beer and <laughs> nobody seemed to bother. So we yeah. figured it was good. Well, they'd had a whole bunch of mattresses. Laid out downstairs. I guess they were old used ones or something. <laughs> no. They thrown them down there and oh, get some cowboys together with a couple beers. And what's better than a wrestling match? And, <laughs> uh, things got carried away and turned into fight night. Fight night. <laughs> fight. Where was this? Was this Charlottetown or like which? I think we called it Stephenville. Stephenville. 
Yeah. <laughs> really? No, that was just the nickname of the place <laughs> we were hanging out. <laughs> that was definitely in Halifax. Yeah. Oh, geez. So, and it wasn't Stephenville because of the the uh, the legendary Stephen Turner. Is this? Uh, yeah, it might have been the instigator of the whole thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> can't be. You can't not even surprised by that though. Oh no, not <laughs> that's par for the course. Yeah, so, he was life of the party, right? Oh yeah. man. Well, so so there was Fight Club, but what other memorable stories from the road do you have that you that you can share? I mean, I mean that same weekend, I remember um, we were. I said, it might have been that night we were coming out of this big bar downtown Halifax and um there was like three levels to this bar there was kind of a cowboy hangout bar in the top mm-hmm. and then it kind of got into some rock and roll and at the bottom I mean it was rap it yeah. was like three different so you guys genres. Were the we were sure. at the top oh. and they were well that's where the cowboys were and we were all over the place but yeah at the end of the night when they kicked us all out they kicked all three bars out on the street at once and talk about meeting different quite the mixture genres of, <laughs> oh, of people and and uh the guys got to pushing and shoving and i thought something was gonna happen um and uh next thing you know there was a foot race going on while well, one of the cowboys had dared <laughs> one of the Byrne. tough guys scott Byrne. scott schiffner i do believe oh, schiffner, okay. yeah that he would fast. dare him for a race to the next stop sign so they about 100 people just split and we made a runway and and uh, I think there was three people racing, one cowboy, two locals, and, and they raced down to the end. And I think the cowboy won, and everybody cheered and was happy, and we get partying on the street. Nobody <laughs> fought or nothing. So oh, wow. that was a pretty funny experience. That the one. foot race fixes all. It's like Fast and Furious, but with running, not cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's awesome. uh, what else do you got for like for fireworks happening, though? Like, what else, What was the... Was there like something in Manitoba that you don't know about, or like wait? So you had a question for us too, and then there was like some CCA days. Like I want to dive into some oh, of this kind we'll, of thing. We'll save the question for after because it's not like rodeo related. For the oh, it's not really my question. It's not rodeo related. So is it not for the podcast? No, it's like for the podcast, but it's just like a conversation question. Well, it's what? Is well, what it's, right it's what, like what's your greatest fear and why? Oh, that's, I like that. What yeah. do you got? What do you hmm. got? Greatest fear is this like? Does this happen with that with that movie with Sandra Bullock? No. I was just listening to another podcast and I heard them oh. like, discussing stuff like this. And I'm oh, like, cool. Cool question. Greatest fear and why? I think probably not succeeding in life. And like, you know, if you weren't, I think if you, you know, um, failure, fear, fear of failure, almost. fear of failure. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I want to be a good representation of our sport and, and, um, be a successful and, and, uh, and raise a good family and, and kind of be that side of things. So, I guess the biggest fear is failing to do all that. Mine's snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared of snakes. Like, death, why? Death. I don't know. Have I you think, ever been to see them in the zoo? They don't look that bad. Oh man, I had, I have to leave the zoo. You remember? So you remember really? that place in in Drumheller? It was like Reptile Gardens or whatever. Reptile World. Yeah, Reptile World. No, I, I don't. Know we we I went there when I was a kid and I cried the whole time. Really? I'm so scared of snakes. Like a little baby back bitch. Well, I think it's, it's like it's like hereditary <laughs> though, because like my grandma was super scared of snakes, and my really? dad was also really scared of snakes, and then it just kind of got passed down to me, and it's like I really? can't be, I can hardly watch one TV. So, do you, like a gardener snake scary or like sna- a, any kind of snake? Really? Just don't. I don't. They give me. I just don't like being around them. Super uncomfortable. Like just when we lived in Medicine Hat for a while too, and there's like rattlesnakes and bull snakes like all over there, and like, right. we I've had a lot of encounters with them, and it's just not. It's not good. Not a good. You're I watched snakes a on a plane time. when I was like nine. I didn't bad sleep idea. for two weeks. Bad idea. <laughs> there was just snakes in your dreams then? That was terrifying, man. Oh, man. What's yours, Ted? My greatest fear? 
Oh man. I mean, honestly, when I was bull riding, it was like I was more afraid of like ending up like paralyzed or something than mm-hmm. anything else. Like I would have rather died than been in that way. Like I just thought about like fuck, I don't want to be that way. You know, that was like a big fear when I was riding. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It just was something like I didn't want to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like probably just my parents said that they ever turned into you know a vegetable or something. They said just pull the plug. Right? They're like <laughs> fuck that. We don't want to live like that. We don't want to be a burden on people. And I'm like, fuck, this is like, a, this is a real up. shit, man. This is some real shit. <laughs> but I mean, like at this point I, I would, I mean, fear, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a ton of fears that way. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not too scared of, like, I'm, I'm, I don't like, like I don't like the snakes either. I'm not going to lie. Fuck snakes, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that way, like that kind of thing. And like, I'm not, I don't know what else to say that way. Like heights. Freaked. Heights aren't cool, man. I'm freaked out about heights sometimes. I, I'm scared of heights and I roof for six months. I like to fly. Worst job ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you like flying yeah, sometimes? Yeah. Don't love like the bumpy parts sometimes, mm-hmm. but like I'm okay up there, but like I don't, I couldn't just climb to the Calgary Tower. I'd freak out. Where were we the other day? We were hiking somewhere and I like had like, I was freaking, my, like I was losing my shit at the top of this freaking mountain. Sounds like Ted. I like looked over the edge and I was like, oh, nope, fuck that. And like walked back as I started feeling a little dizzy or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah. yeah, I'm scared of heights, but it's like depending on the situation. Like I could rock climb, and I'd be fine. Yeah, and if you're tied in, I mean, yeah, something okay. like that because you're like there's some control. But like yeah. on, like when I was roofing, we we never like were tied in. Like yeah, you're on, and then you're on the edge of the roof. Like I've almost in fell the, through in the time. danger zone. Yeah, so it's like stuff like that. Or, like, or climbing ladders, like really tall ladders, that's like fair. that freaks me out. But, like fair. I would do, I would rock climb on a mountain. That's kind of yeah. weird that way. Well, and then I mean, going back to that a little bit too, where. Uh, like I'm, I'm not as worried about trying stuff or like even like even the sound stuff. Like I was super nervous about going to Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. but I just like they wanted me to, you know, they wanted us to do the sound there, and I was like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm gonna go and you know I'll figure it out and that kind of thing. So like I'm not as worried about bailing forward that way. Like I'm willing mm-hmm. to go try something to mm-hmm. to get through it, I guess. So well, that's part of that's like yeah, it's how you learn how you grow, right? Like yeah, it's failures like they like failing forward. Failing like you forward, say it's yeah, a good exactly. it's a good way to put it because. Yeah, it's you're not always going to be bang on the first time you do something, right? No. And if you can learn and, and adapt as you go and, and yeah. adjust on the fly, like you're you're doing all right. It's true. Mm-hmm. So Zane, let's talk about uh, Stacy a little bit and how much of a huge of a support she is on the road and everything. And being, you know, you guys, we talked about it one time where you guys totally changed your lifestyle so that you could pursue this bull riding. You know, your your passion in the bull riding world. Like, you guys got a different. You know, you bought that house and you've been fixing it up for a number of years and, and just the way like everything you've done has been working towards this goal. Both of you. Yeah. Um yeah, well with Stace, I think uh we got it's been ten years now or twelve years now and it's uh I think my riding got a lot better, uh when Stacy come around, a little more consistent, maybe just having that uh good home good base at home and eating healthy and and uh just having fun when we got that place we had lots of cowboys sticking around and yeah it was the hangout place like <laughs> still do would, yeah that's right so um i think yeah, everything just in life that's we lived eat slept you know the goal of being a bull rider and being a professional bull rider and just keep keep growing with that and everything was geared towards it so uh, and and to, definitely to have support like that all the time when you go home, someone to talk to, and someone that understands you and how you work and uh, things that are bugging you, and and uh, she's just been awesome 
uh, that way. And um, very supportive and, and uh, always trying to improve me and my health and, and to get to the next one. So uh, that's been, I like for sure, like I think it's been a bigger part of my ride and being better and stuff too. So, Oh yeah, last question before we shut her down here, but would you tell us your definition of cowboy shit before, uh, before we're done here today? Cowboy shit. Yeah. No guts, no glory. That's it. Just like <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, no, version. you just uh, uh, cowboys about being true to yourself, and and um, you know, uh, I guess being a good poor person inside the arena and outside the arena, and trying to support your friends and being that someone to look up to, and and the caretaker of your home and things around you, and and that's cowboy shit. Awesome, I like it. Badass. Got anything else, Wes? We're going to call it an episode. Oh, that's all good, man. All right. That's good. Well, thanks again, Zane. Thanks for stopping by HQ today. We got a big golf tournament to uh, We're gonna have fun. hit up tomorrow. Going to be a good day. Have a few beers, maybe some Yeah, beers, you bet. The, the, go- the golf might not be great, but fun times will be had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the weather looks good, and and yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be good. We're going to raise some money for the sports foundation, or the sports, sports medicine. Med. So exactly. That's going to awesome. be awesome. Well, this has been episode... This has been episode number 42 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. Thanks to our special guest, Zane Lambert. We'll uh, be seeing you guys again post-stampede. We'll be hungover. Guarantee you that Stampede hangover, Epi. Yeah, about three <laughs> days worth. So, so uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch up with you guys then. Happy, uh, happy Cowboy, Merry, Merry Cowboy Christmas. See you guys next time.